All right, everyone. It is another sci-fi episode. So happy to be with you all as we approach winter and just the dreary days that are coming, but hopefully and possibly some beautiful snowy days and maybe even some snow days off at Redstone Arsenal. So today, as I always do, we're going to be talking about how you think, feel, and behave with money. And I wanted to share with you, I went through a class recently. It was the 2022 Financial Year in Review. What I appreciate is this person provided an overview of all the financial research that has occurred in 2022. Now, some of the data did come from 2021 in order to provide the information. However, there was one that particularly stood out for me, and I wanted to make sure that I captured it in a podcast. I couldn't help myself. I went and found the actual research paper and just dug my heels in because it's so exciting. What it did was it researched the financial education methods that are effective for, this was for a certain age group, for Gen Zers who are aged 10 to 25 in the year 2022. That is the definition of a Generation Z. So I wanted to really expound on this research because it's exciting, number one, because since the pandemic, we've been doing more virtual classes. And some of us, especially, you know, Gen Xers, baby boomers, et cetera, some of us may not like that so much, especially myself. I actually prefer in-person in class for several different reasons. But what this study did is it explored the financial education method that worked best for Gen Zers, again, age 10 through 25 in the year 2022. So the question was, is digital or in-person financial classes most effective. Based on the study, now you have to understand that the age group that they sampled was from the age ages of 16 to 18. And the sample size was 650 high school students. Now, this study was done in Italy, but I will guarantee you that after reading the study, they have a lot of the same issues that American teenagers would have in that age group as well. So if you think about it, TikTok is uh, worldwide, it's global, social media is global. So a lot of the same digital things that are impacting folks in Italy are also impacting us here in the United States. So I would also contend that this study is a valid study, even though it took place in Italy. Because it's measuring how the data from the two different styles of classes were retained. And I'll talk about that in a moment. So it had nothing to do with culture. It had everything to do with financial literacy and financial knowledge that led to improved financial behavior. It is a valid study for us here in America as well. Here's what they found. The digital methods... And the face-to-face methods showed long-term cost-effective results. However, retention 
for the face-to-face method was far better. Let me tell you what I mean by retention. Anytime you take a class, you probably only retain about 10% of that information. And that's true in a lot of the psychological studies that have been done over the years with how we retain knowledge and then how we can recall information later in life. So 10%. So a a whopping 90% of information is lost over time. And that's what we call the decay rate. So what they found was only face-to-face showed long-term retention. So beyond three months, the financial education that was received persisted from the in-person face-to-face classes. Now, what's promising, the digital classes also provided increase in financial literacy and increase in financial knowledge, but it was only the in-person face-to-face that improved when it came to retention rates, so less of a decay rate. Another interesting thing that they found was females were less confident about financial knowledge than males. And I'm wondering why that may have been, and I'll get to that a little bit later. But why is all this important, Olivia? This is this might be interesting to you, but how can you make this interesting to me? Why is this important? Well, let me ask you the question. I'm a parent. I'm sure you're a parent. But where are Gen Zers getting their information? They're usually getting their information digitally through social media, through their friends digitally. Everything comes through their phone. Not everything, but a large chunk of their lives, their information comes from that handheld digital device. So I know I have a nine-year-old and I have a 13-year-old. They're in that Gen Z category. They're watching YouTube shorts. They're, They're watching, you know, some things As I allow on TikTok, I do allow them to listen to podcasts. I enjoy them myself. But think about that. Your kids are getting so much information digitally. And even if you're in that age range up to 25, you're getting a lot of your information digitally as well. What you consume, you should be aware of. But knowing that digital financial education is not going to be retained further for you to recall that information when you need it, maybe this should let you know, wow, I really should start seeking the advice from a financial professional. Sit down with a financial professional. Why were the face-to-face, in-person classes more effective? Well, the reason behind that is, number one, you can receive real-time feedback and discussion. So hear me out here. You know I'm a licensed professional counselor as well as a financial, uh, an accredited financial counselor. I know that from all my years that I spent providing clinical therapy, we called it talk therapy. When you are in a real-time, face-to-face, in-person class, You get to talk things out. You listen differently. You engage 
differently. Here's what the researchers pointed out verbatim, one of their discussion points. Talking about daily problems with experts in the field may increase student curiosity as well as their ability to meet wealth management requirements. So these students that attended in-person classes, wow, there was a, a curiosity peak. And isn't that what we want in our kids, in our youth, and even in ourselves, Redstone Arsenal? You can attend my sci-fi classes, which are live, and yes, I do provide some real-time feedback, but according to this research study, there is nothing like an in-person, face-to-face class where you are going to engage differently, where you're going to be encouraged to think critically, and, in, and also to participate in the discussion as well. So just a little plug coming up, coming up in March and the date will be announced soon. There will be a financial symposium, one day full of financial classes in person here at Redstone Arsenal. It's going to be a wonderful thing. So there's your little plug and I'll provide more information as I get more information. Back to talk therapy. Talking about your finances with someone allows you to fully grasp what it is that you need. So you're making the content more salient and realistic to your personal issue or your personal strategies or experiences. Digital learning loses that real-time feel. So you might have a really good question while watching a digital or virtual class, but you won't be able to raise your hand and ask the question that is burning or pressing in your mind at that time. Another thing that I love about in-person, whether it's an in-person class or an in-person session with me to talk about your very specific, only your stuff, is, is you go from an internal way of thinking of things where you only have matters that are pressing on your brain come out in discussion to now we've externalized what has been internal for so long. So now we can visually see what is really going on. I did an activity with my 13-year-old recently where I had to, she had so much stuff going on in her mind. She had a mental block uh, with her sport that she plays. And her coach even said, you're, you're in your head, you're in your head. Well, that didn't help because, well, how do I get it out of my head? Well, luckily she has a, a therapist for a mom. Now I didn't do therapy, that would be unethical. But I did do an activity where I externalized the problem for her, where we were able to get, she was able to conjure an image of what it looked like. She drew it out on paper. She was able to name it. And because she was able to name it and see it, she was then able to describe what kind of weapons she would use against it. So it's the same thing with our finances. We have to draw out what is in our heads on to paper. So that, not to say that everything 
that we're drawing out needs weapons formed and used against it. (laughs) But sometimes, yeah, that overspending or maybe a little gambling addiction or, you know, something like that. Yeah, we need to address it. So another reason this is important for you to know is a new year is upon us. It's, It's here. Why not a new year, a new financial you? And on the drive-in this morning, as I was thinking about how I would approach this topic with you on this podcast today, I couldn't help but think about my own current situation. So I'm 43 and I'm having my first back issues. (laughs) Yeah, pain in my back from an old snowboarding injury, a very old snowboarding injury. And as you age, obviously things don't get better. They just get your attention, right? So what happened as I was sitting there thinking about what am I going to talk about? Well, winter is here. And why not go ahead and talk about snowboarding a little bit? The first thing that I'll talk about is when you learn how to snowboard, your instructor would tell you, You need to look where you want to go. Because when you first start snowboarding, you're going to fall a lot. Uh, That's not how I acquired my snowboarding injury. It was after I had become really good at snowboarding and, you know, got a little cocky and then fell right on my tailbone. Uh, Very painful. Uh, But you'll get frustrated because when you're learning initially, Your body wants to go where you want it to go, but unless you put your eyes on that point of where you're wanting to go, your body will not follow. So it's the same thing with financial behavior. You have an idea of where you want your finances to go, but unless you put your eyes where you need to go, i.e. spend plan, savings account, investing, those types of things, you will not move towards that spot. So fix your eyes on where you want to be. Stop looking at everybody else because where your eyes are is where your body will go. Your eyes will always lead you. So put your eyes on those finances that you need to tackle individually and in person And face-to-face sessions are going to help you accomplish that. So now, because of this old snowboarding injury, I'm in physical therapy. And the thing that I like about physical therapy is that they're teaching you the concepts of targeting smaller muscle groups. When you initially start physical therapy, and I'm sure there are a lot out there that can identify with this, you might become a little frustrated with that too, because you're thinking, oh, I could do this in the gym with a larger muscle group and bang it out in 15 reps instead of having to do these tiny little micro movements and hold for 10 seconds at a time and forget how many reps you've done and and those types of things. But the great thing about physical therapy is that it is targeting those smaller muscle groups. That's the same thing with financial therapy. When you come in and you see me for a session, we're going to target those smaller things that you need to engage with to change your financial behavior, to improve or stabilize 
your finances. Just as I'm learning how to stabilize my core and work my core more, that's the same thing you could do with your finances. So those micro movements, and some of that includes your thinking patterns. Yes, I'm talking to you, whoever has your toes stepped on right now. The way you think about money, if left unchallenged, will continue to steer you in a direction that you may not want to go. So I can challenge that thinking with you and give you some exercises to practice in between sessions to stabilize that core belief that you may have about money. So I hope this information has been valuable for you. I hope it's gotten you thinking a little bit more about how you're going to tackle your finances. And one last thing that I'll say of why this research study is important is because there's also uh, what we call some CMT training for soldiers or common military training that is available online and in person. Now, a lot of you, when you have to do these mandatory financial classes, you might find that is easier just to go online and complete them. But remember, you can actually get your certificate by coming in to see me, whether you're newly married, whether it's your first PCS, whether it's your first deployment, or you're vesting in TSP, all of those developmental financial milestones, those mandatory classes that you need when you come upon those, you can receive that in person instead of just in class online. So you could actually talk out how this is impacting you individually and to work with a professional, not just gathering information from your peers who might have it wrong. And listen, I think it's great to look up to your commanders and your first sergeants, and I hope that many of them have it right when it comes to finances. But even with our leadership, we have to receive professional financial guidance from those who study this every day, all day, and can give you the best education. So I leave you with... Good tidings of great joy into this new year. And please remember to contact me if you would like your own individual session. If you are a Redstone Arsenal employee or soldier, military member, family member, 256-876-6299. Thank you.